Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. My name is Usman. Welcome back to another episode of the Deanspiration Podcast Show. Today I'm joined by our Sheikh Suhaib Iqbal from Al Falah Academy, and we're talking about obtaining the virtues of Ramadan. That's coming up. Don't go anywhere. Sheikh Sahib, Assalamu Alaikum, welcome to the show. Wa Alaikum Assalamu Alaikum. It's wonderful to have you on after many years, mashallah, of you being a fan of the inspiration you told me once yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. And it's great to have you. So today we're talking about Ramadan. First of all, how's your fasting going so far? Alhamdulillah, it's going well. You're not tired? Nah, nah. Alhamdulillah, it's going really well. Barakah flowing. Empowering, you know, empowering. The, um, the reason of keeping the fast. Alhamdulillah, Alhamdulillah. Keeps you going. Alhamdulillah. So today we're talking about in particular, obtaining the virtues of Ramadan, reminding ourselves of why Ramadan is the best month of the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, first of all, for many people, and I have to say so for myself too, being busy with work, etc., Ramadan can just sometimes come along all of a sudden and you didn't get a chance to prepare. So many people feel unprepared for the month. They feel like they didn't get a chance to really collect themselves, get in the correct mindset. And they're just going through the motions. They wake up, suhoor, they starve for the day, and if they are, rinse and repeat. And before you know it, it's Eid. Okay? So my question is, what is the mindset that we should have as we enter Ramadan? So it is just the first few days right now, mm-hmm. and it's still a good time for us to rectify that mindset. How should we be thinking, and what should our mindset be as we approach this blessed month? Number one, we should try to have a schedule in place, regardless mm. if it was made before Ramadan or if you make it now. Schedule meaning you wake up, let's just say hypothetically at work. So and at work, you may not be able to perform your nafal, you may not be able to perform extra ibadat because mm. you're busy in your work. Mm. But something as simple as a clicking tasbih, being on the go at the same time, be subhanallah, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, and astaghfirullah, whatever the case is. Yeah. Just stick to one and, you know, you, the more you say your tongue end up becoming used to it and you're just you're just saying it away or you're just thinking it away kind of thing, mm-hmm. that will take maximum benefit from your Ramadan. Mm-hmm. The smallest thing within your Ramadan will take it, it would it give you the maximum benefit. So It doesn't have to be something It doesn't major. have to be major, does that make sense? It doesn't that mean sense. you have to sit... For hours and hours and just read Quran, it doesn't mean that you have to spend, you know, long, long surahs within your tahajjud salah. That's which is good. Which is good. <laughs> which is good. You should be doing that. Yeah. It, but like for the working individuals, for the brothers and sisters that are going to college or even the ones that are school, mm. for them it's like try to keep up with your tasbihat through that period. Now, when you finish, like to say you finish work at five o'clock, children are finished at three o'clock from school. Mm-hmm. After that, you need to then balance. Okay. Now I'm fasting, I don't want to be wasting time in front of the TV, I don't want to be wasting time on my phone, right? Want to be able to... Watching podcasts. Watch the Inspiration <laughs> Podcast, <this> right? <laughs> watch those things that are giving you some sense of benefit, that sure. you're learning something from it, mm. and then acting upon what you learn from it, mm. if that makes sense. So sure. for example, like say you finished work, after work you're going to relax for maybe an hour, maybe have a nap or something, but then get up, Try to spend your Asr and Maghrib 
which uh, now is like it's after work hours anyway. Sure. So Asr and Maghrib is a short time, so local mosques or other mosques around the world actually keep a small gap in between Asr and Maghrib so people can stay in the mosque. So okay. in that time, if people took their time out, if you can't finish the entire Quran in the month, make a habit of reading Surah Yasin, mm. the last 10 surahs, make a habit of just reciting the Quran because the Quran itself has a very strong link with this month. Mm. And we know that. So mm. to take full maximum benefit, you need to analyze your hour in the day, every single hour. What am I doing this time, this time, this time? And then try to always fit your Quran, your mm. dhikr, and all these kind of things into it. Sure. Now, just like we go through the motions, Ramadan comes along, we're fasting, we might feel the buzz. Everyone's fasting around us. It's a wonderful month. You have that kind of, I call it background barakah. It's yeah, always there, right? Definitely. But oftentimes we forget to stop and think about the rewards and the yeah. virtue and the blessing that comes from doing this. Definitely. Sometimes even myself, um, I understand the benefit of fasting, whether it's from a spiritual or physical standpoint. Mm-hmm. I understand the benefit of reading the Quran, but I stop. I don't often remember the, the reward that Allah will give us for fasting itself in Ramadan in particular. So I did see something that you posted about kind of five gifts that Allah gives to one who mm. fasts in Ramadan. Can you share those with us, please? The five gifts that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives to a Muslim in the month of Ramadan. It's, it's my favorite five gifts. I'll be honest with you. I, I personally love them because of the fact that if you... If you go into the depth of one and just wander upon it, you think, subhanAllah, wow, right? So I was trying to explain mm, to my students. Mm. So number one is that we all are cautious of our breath, right? Yeah. We're all cautious of our breath because we're fasting. Yeah. <laughs> but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying that that breath of yours is more dear to me than the smell of musk. From fasting. Right? From fasting. Mm. So now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has elevated the, your breath status according to, and compared mm. it with musk. Mm. Now you realize that, okay, me fasting, Allah, Allah loves my breath daily. Like, you know, it, it might be bad to you and I, but in the eyes of Allah, that sacrifice mm. is the sacrifice that's making it so elevated, if that makes sense. Just to clarify, in case someone's saying, I don't have bad breath, it's the, the natural sense the, that the comes, natural sense. The that natural, happens yeah. if you're fasting and yeah. you don't eat or drink. Yeah, okay, sure. Definitely. Then you're talking Sponsored about... Sponsored by Colgate, I so think. Yeah, that's <laughs> Maclean, if you want that bit. Not Sensodynas, actually. <laughs> but um, if you look at the second point, then you come to the second point, which is, this is, uh, my students couldn't comp- comprehend this, right? So I said to them, every fish in the sea. So I suppose, tell me how many fish is in the sea. So they went well, quiet and blanked out. Okay. Like, you don't know, right? Because every fish in the sea does dhikr for the person who's fasting. So, so every single fish in the sea doing dhikr for the person who's fasting, that yeah. itself, you're thinking, hold on a second, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we'll get to this in the end, right? Uh, okay. At the end of the points. But sure. then we go to the third point, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has locked up the shaitan. The shaitan's mm. out the way, mm. given us a chance to control your nafs. There's no one to take you uh, astray but your nafs now. Mm. So controlling your nafs is a lot easier than this. You're stripped away of the baggage. Away. So if you look mm. at Zohar Salah on the first day of Ramadan, in the masjid, it would be mobbed mm. because now people have that sense of control. Mm. There's no one to tell them five minutes, two minutes, maybe tomorrow. I can't do have time. That's gone. Mm. It's, it's, it's visible that the fact that that's gone. Sure. Now you have more of a willpower. Does that make sense to that do the sense. good to do the right thing? The fourth thing that Allah Subhanahu wa Taala comes to, and this is uh, again, uh, as I said, every single one of these points, I'm completely in love with them. Right? <laughs> Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, saying that that person who is fasting for my sake, 
and only my sake, mm. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is preparing Jannah for him. SubhanAllah. Preparing Jannah, right? We travel around the world and we look at sceneries and we think, wow, this is so soothing, this is so calming, you know, I Instagram. love the atmosphere, <laughs> and, you know, and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying, the one who created you and I has now, now saying that I am preparing Jannah for you. Allah Himself is preparing Allah Jannah. Allah Himself is preparing Jannah for you and I. And saying to Jannah that it's not long left till the till the believer and the fasting believer is coming to you. Mm. It's not long left till he comes to us. Makes sense. Um, that's the fourth point. Mm. The fifth point is forgiveness. We come down to forgiveness. Sure. So the, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has linked forgiveness in this and in, in this and these five gifts to tell us Muslims that. Ask from me and I'll grant it to you. Mm. This, there is no other month better than Ramadan to act upon that. Mm. Because Allah is saying, you raise your hands and I will literally take a person out of Jahannam and put him into paradise and make him a wali of Allah. SubhanAllah. Right? Just month of transformation basically. Month of transformation. And, I, and my personal thing, I believe that Allah has put this month here because Allah loves us so much that Allah does not want us to go to Jahannam. Allah wants mm. us to go to paradise. So Allah's put this month there mm. that look, you're not even doing anything but the fish are doing dhikr for you. Subhanallah. And that's getting recorded in your deeds. What would you say to those people who don't believe that? They, they think that they have been sinning so much. They may have even sinned 10 minutes before Ramadan began. They're engrossed in these activities and habits and they think that, do you know what? Nah, this won't work for me. Ramadan is not enough for me to forgive the sins that I've done. It, can't possibly cleanse me. Definitely. What would you say to the people? I'll try to keep this story short. It's a story of Musa And this is outside of the month of Ramadan. So Allah has already told us the significance of forgiveness in this month. Mm. But let's talk about outside of the Ramadan. Musa والسلام, there was no rain coming. There was no vegetation growing. So what I'm used sure, to happen then, they used to grab all the people in their area and they used to say, let's go out in the open and make dua to Allah that the rain comes. Mm. And what happens is Musa والسلام, gathers everybody, mm. takes them out in the open, makes dua, rain doesn't come. Now Musa والسلام, makes dua again, the rain doesn't come. Now everyone's starting to kind of question Musa والسلام, like, you know, you're making dua and it's not getting accepted and you're a prophet of Allah. So Musa والسلام, says to Allah, that Allah, are you, are you not talking to me? Have I done something that you're not listening to me? Yeah. Have I done something? And Allah says to him that in that congregation, there's one person who sins on a daily basis and he does such actions that are completely disliked by me because of that one person, the rain will not come. Tell that person to leave. Wow. Right? So Musa والسلام, stands up, turns around and he makes the announcement. And that person who knew it was him got his knees together and said, Ya Allah, forgive me. Mm. And just a tear fell from his eye. Mm. Well, just one tear just gathered up in the corner of his eye. Mm. And the rain came. And Musa والسلام, saying that Allah, no one got up and the rain came. Mm. He goes, Musa, that that person who was against me, mm. he asked for forgiveness, shed a tear, and now he's the friend, he's my friend. Wow. And Musa والسلام, says some, some, something funny. He goes, Allah, who is that person? <laughs> and Allah goes, I never told you who he was when he was sinning. And I'm not going to tell you now when he's my best friend. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So, so if this is outside of Ramadan, mm. shed your tears in this month. Mm. Turn to Allah, sit in, sit in seclusion and think that Allah, I've done this, I've mm. done this. Allah, forgive me. Allah, forgive me. I promise you, Allah's rahmah mm. and Allah's mercy is beyond imagination.
for those who might be a lot busier this mm-hmm. year, okay, we have obviously those who work full time, mm-hmm. we have busy parents taking care of their families, my love bless them. We have students this year that put exams yeah. in Ramadan. So in a sense, they're in a bit of despair. Mm-hmm. They had this plan. They had this schedule, right? I'm going to go to the masjid at that time, read this much Quran. But what happened is that Ramadan and their schedule, their daily schedule got the best of them. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of worried about losing out in the month of Ramadan. Is there any advice you can give to them? You mentioned before about even the smallest things about doing dhikr, but how can you motivate them or reassure them that they can still leave Ramadan having taken maximum benefit, regardless of how much or little time they have left in their day? It comes down to the hadith of the Prophet Prophet ﷺ, your actions are according to your intentions. So whatever Mm. they do through their busy schedule that may not be related to Quran or dhikr, turn their intention around. So for example, Ya Allah, I'm, I'm doing these exams to educate myself. After educating myself, I want to help mankind and so on. And these intentions mm. will become rewarding for him. You know, some people study because I want to make money. Sure. That's, that's the sort of, you know, I want to make money. I want to become the best in the field. But if you change your intention, Allah, I want to help mankind. I want to mm. contribute to this dunya that you have created. These intentions will then transform into reward mm. if that makes sense and then it's about small small things every every person knows that there's something that he does which only he knows like, just like me there's things that I do that only I know that I think okay this is not right but no one knows it's your inner darkest secrets they call it right sure sure try to tackle those because only you know them and only Allah knows them mm. you tackle those they'll be more beloved to Allah if mm. that makes sense subhanAllah so that's the kind of advice I would give them there amazing um, so now I want to kind of ask you, right, practically speaking, give us a look into the day in the life of Sheikh Sahib Iqbal during Ramadan. How do you plan your day? What do you what do you enjoy doing? Of course, it's very personal to everyone yeah. based on their goals. But yeah. what do you like focusing on in Ramadan? In the month of Ramadan, what I, what I completely love focusing on, and the reason I like focusing on this is because it was a key to me changing myself. Mm. Is the dhikr of la ilaha illallah mm. Yet to be walking Yet to be yet to be just walking around Whatever, doing whatever Then I try to have an aim of Finishing the Quran throughout the month So I've set some uh, Try to finish off one Each day How, how do you split that up with your time? I try to split up after every salah So after every salah I'll try to sit down and read as much as I can But obviously after every salah is not possible Because sure. after Zohar you get busy After Asr something <laughs> else might happen So what I try to do is from um, Isha to Fajr Try to read as much as I can mm. By the end of the day It comes back down to your intention Your intention was to finish it mm. Even if you don't manage to finish it You still get the reward of finishing mm. it Does that make but sense? But also importantly I think um, Contemplating over the Quran right? So yeah. a bit of advice here Because I think I've had this question come in mm-hmm. And I've thought about it myself as well We know that One of the rights of the Quran upon us Is to understand it To reflect upon it yeah. And to ponder over it now in Ramadan, we have, of course, such a strong connection with the Qur'an, not just through recitation, mm-hmm. but through taraweeh prayers as well, of course, mm-hmm. which is incredible. So if someone was to ask themselves, do you know what, I want to recite the Qur'an, maybe want to finish it, mashallah, but also really want to understand yeah. maybe even one or two of my favorite surahs, right? Which one do you think, is there one that takes precedence over the other? Or is there a way to balance this? Because, of course, 
I think the more we do understand the Quran, not only is it for the khushu and the salah, but um, to really appreciate Allah's words yeah. and connect with it this Ramadan, what advice can you give regarding that? Advice in what surahs to go through? So in, in regards to balancing between uh, recitation in Arabic mm-hmm. as, let's say, your khatam of Quran yeah, yeah. versus taking time out to, to contemplate, let's say, understanding it, yeah. My preference, my personal preference would be try to recite the Quran, but don't neglect understanding. Mm. Does that make sense? Don't sure. neglect understanding. If you're reading Alam Tara Kaifa Fa'ala Rabbu Kabiya Sahabil Feel all your life in your salah and you don't know what it means, then there's, you, you're, there's, a, there's a missing connection, there's a missing link there. Mm-hmm. So, what I'm doing with the students at the moment is we, we're memorizing Surah Yasin. Mashallah. At the same time, we're going through the full translation. Great. So, every day we're trying to do like practical activities. And try to break it down in your mind like that. Imagine, try to go back in time and think, how was it? Mm. Does that make sense? Mm. Like, what happened in Surah Fiyal? Where did Kullu Allahu Ahad come from? Contextualize it, it, basically. Basically. Yeah. That. Mm. So people are a bit afraid nowadays to kind of go a bit too much into the tafsir and start linking it to the <laughs> mind and the imagination. But I think there's nothing wrong with it. I think mm. they should because they understand it better. Whatever one's capability is, like one person can read it and say, yeah, I get what it says. But some people need to sit down and really imagine it because they're imaginative people. Mm. So if someone gets into their imagination process and goes through the surahs like that as well, it'll be good. Mm. But at the same time, do the recitation also. Excellent. So kind of split it in two, if that makes sense. Amazing. Sheikh Suhib, any last words of advice you have for our audience out there about just taking this month seriously? You know, yeah. it's here, subhanAllah, many people that we know we were talking about our dear friend, uh, Sheikh Abdul Hamid, may Allah bless him, mm. uh, who actually was supposed to be on this show before as well, yes. underwent a very serious accident recently and was yeah. very close to not actually making it in Ramadan Definitely. this year. America. Many others that we both know haven't made it mm-hmm. to Ramadan this year. So the, the mindset we've talked about, but last words of advice that you can give. The last words of advice is raise your hands tonight and say Allah, thank you so much for giving me this opportunity again to mm. be a part of Ramadan. Mm. That you've given me a chance again to rectify mm. anything that needs to be rectified. And the fact that you have that opportunity, don't let it go. Because if you let it go, then you don't know if you're going to be here next mm. year. So, as you said, so many people that I sat with last year yeah. said that next Ramadan we're going to do this. But they're not here at this Ramadan, unfortunately. We don't want to be amongst them. So mm. do not let the month go to waste. And always keep in mind that the Prophet ﷺ has said, and I'll keep this short as a hadith, that Jibreel said Amin on one occasion. And it was Amin to the Prophet ﷺ saying, curse be upon that person who does not seek forgiveness in this month. Mm. Meaning a person's not really cared about the month of Ramadan. Mm. So understand its importance and be like, I'm going to give this my full shot. As if... This is your employment. You, you know, this is yeah. you're you're going through a selection process for Jannah at this moment in time, and you want wow. to come number one. That's that's a that's very good analogy is. to actually put yeah, it through. Th- that's what it is. I think all it can take sometimes is just one moment that's it. or one night, like you said. So that's it. it can be spontaneous. You might have planned it for the last ten nights, yeah. but it could be that tonight or tomorrow, you just have a moment and you feel it, and you you raise your hand, and that could be. The one that that grants you forgiveness. So, Sheikh, thank you so much for joining me. And I want to have you back again, inshallah. Inshallah. Guys, we're going to go for a quick break and come back in the next couple of minutes where we have a rapid fire round of questions for Sheikh Sahib, inshallah. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in two minutes. Asalaamu Alaikum. 
Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Hope you guys are enjoying the show. Um, my name is Zuhib Iqbal um, from Al-Fala Academy, one of the founders of Al-Fala Academy. Just a brief on Al-Fala Academy, we, alhamdulillah, our focus is on education from ages from five all the way till all the way to the top, really, alhamdulillah. So we have kids coming in, learning about Quran, Tajweed, Islamic studies, um, practical lessons through the Quran. We also have girls and boys doing the Alima program there. Inshallah, we've got a batch of girls graduating as scholars uh, the following year. So we, our whole um, focus is on empowering, educa- empowering generations through education. I would like you all to make dua for us that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala makes this possible. I'd like for you to support us by simply liking our page or looking at our website which is alfalaacademy.co.uk. If you support us, come online, see what we're doing, that'll be enough for us. Jazakumullah khair. Assalamu alaikum. Now it's time for a quick break as we read the podcast review of the week. This week's review comes from Mohsin99 from the UK via Apple Podcasts who said After listening to several episodes on some important topics for many hours I find this podcast very relevant and useful because of the practical advice and motivational content which is convenient while travelling Highly recommend this as a self-help audio content A good substitute for music You are what you listen to Jazakallahu khairan. Muhsin, Jazakallah khairan to you too. Thank you so much for your amazing review. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless you. Don't forget, you can subscribe to the podcast by typing in Deanspiration on your favorite podcast app and hitting that subscribe button. Don't forget to leave a five-star review, which inshallah we will also shout out on this show and give you a mention. This really helps our podcast to grow and for this beneficial knowledge to reach more people. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We've been chatting with Sheikh Soheb Iqbal here from Al-Fala Academy on obtaining the virtues of Ramadan. But now it's time for a quick rapid fire round of questions. And I was saying off camera that I need to get a new set of questions I think <laughs> but those who tune in regularly will know what these are so first of all let's start off a bit easier what is your favourite name of Allah? Al-Ghafoor Al-Ghafoor, Al-Ghafoor. MashaAllah Favourite surah in the Quran? My most favourite is Surah Fil Mostest favourite? Mostest favourite is Surah Fil Okay Makkah or Medina? Medina mm. If you had the chance chill with any Sahabi, who would it be and why? Hazrat Abu Bakr Why? Because he was the one who calmed down the full nation of the Sahaba after mm. the demise of the Prophet After the Prophet left, he was the one who calmed everyone. So looking at his character mm. is beyond your imagination. He put his foot in a hole got bit by a snake yes. and didn't flinch. SubhanAllah. I would love to learn that level of tolerance, taqwa, devotion, motivation. I would, I would love to be with Hazrat. Wow, SubhanAllah. Okay. What is the favorite, your favorite dish to break your fast with in Ramadan? And don't, don't get all healthy on me, right? If you could just go all out and pick out, what would it be? My wife's schema. 
My wife's schema. Right. Mince, right? My mom's schema, by the way. Right. Competition. My wife's is, <laughs> is bad, trust me. <laughs> but if I'm in the mushroom, you're talking about samosa pastries. Sure, <laughs> so I'm not, I'm sure, not one sure. of those healthy ones, I tell you that. <laughs> I would recommend you listen to our last episode on health and well-being in Ramadan <laughs> that we just recorded. So, coffee or tea? Tea. If you had to eat just one food for the rest of your life, what would it be? Fish and chips. <laughs> cool, cool. Complete the sentence. The one thing that I cannot live without is... My children. Children, mashallah. Sheikh, have you got a hidden talent no <laughs> no <laughs> would you like to have it <laughs> if i tell you you're gonna make me do this okay say it. <laughs> let's see if you have okay if you could have a superpower what would it be a superpower i'd love to read people's minds Oof. read people's minds if you could be an animal for a day which one would it be a horse okay bit of a tough situation here <laughs> Which one would you rather be caught with your foot in the sink, right, photo, yeah. or have your phone go off in the middle of Salah in the masjid with an embarrassing ringtone? Probably the foot in the sink. <laughs> Probably foot in the sink. Easier one to handle, right? <laughs> if somebody was to buy you the perfect Eid gift, what would it be? Oh, this is a good one. An Audi A7, probably. <laughs> awesome. I like it. I like it. Um, Has to be S-Line, though, yeah. Okay. Just in case you come Just there, Okay, okay. Um, now, let's get a bit more serious. Um, what is the best advice you've ever received? The best advice I've ever received is, in every situation, you have to be good or bad, try to stay calm. Mm. So if you've yet to be a death in the family, yet to be if something's happened, someone's annoyed you, someone's angered you, mm. try to just close your eyes and just focus and calm your inner self and just remain silent and turn towards Allah. That's, that's one of the best of that. My, my, my teacher mm. gave me that advice. Reminds so, me of a hadith about patience. That's it, yeah. Is at the first stroke of a calamity, right? That's so, it. subhanAllah, excellent advice. Um, now, what is the best advice that you have? For others stay strong don't underestimate your deen mm. do not underestimate your deen try to keep your deen your priority and revolve your world around your deen mm. not your deen around the world and what's the benefit of doing that the benefit of doing that is that you may be doing small things for, for example just praying once a day but you're trying mm. That will take you a long way on the day of judgment. We want to we want to enter paradise. That's the goal. We want to enter paradise, and neglect is something that will not take us to paradise. Mm. But trying will at least take us there. Mm. Trying will at least take us there. Sure. What's the number one thing that you want to be remembered for? As a person who benefited people, took on the message of the Prophet as a warasulumbia, and kind of take forward the deen of the Prophet and try. Get it to as many people as we can. Awesome. Who inspires you the most? Who inspires me the most is the Prophet ﷺ. After them is the list of Sahaba. And in the today? world today, yep. we're talking about my teacher, uh, Sheikh Fazr Rahim Sahib from Pakistan. So he's, he's my inspiration. He's my inspiration in terms Why? of tolerance, unity. Um, mannerisms, mm. speaking to people, taqwa, 
these things that you find that within him finding that within him you want to be like that mm. you see that that is possible today you can be a good individual without having a bad character if that makes sense sure so you this possible amazing Sheikh, thank you so much for joining Just me today it's been a pleasure and we have to bring you back again inshallah, inshallah now for those who want to listen to this episode on your phone and the audio format you can do so on apple podcast spotify soundcloud and so on just type in the inspiration for more information about their show and alphala academy and what they do go to deinspiration.com i'll see you next time inshallah assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah Don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel to be notified of all future videos.